0: In in Bible college was preaching, Uh, each of the preachers go through a rotation and preach And he talked about a man who had uh, gone to jail And I I guess he was a Buddhist or something like that And had a little idol uh, with him And somebody came and gave him the gospel one day And he he looked at that little idol and he said I carried you in here to prison with me I've carried you around all of my life But now I've got a God who carries me Amen, he threw that idol in the garbage Amen, that's where they belong amen And I'm glad that we serve the true and the living God tonight. Amen. And it's good to know Him. Amen. I'm glad that everything that we possess is not just information. And information is good. I'm glad we have a Bible. But I'm glad that we have a God who goes home with us. Amen. And uh, He's not somebody that we just hang on a coat rack when we come and when we go. Uh, To the house of God, but I'm glad he goes home with us tonight. Amen. And it's been so good to be in church tonight and been looking forward to uh, the service today. And uh, just want to give you what's on our heart tonight. And uh, if you will, go to Matthew chapter number eight, Matthew's Gospel, chapter number eight. And uh, just want to uh, try to be obedient to the Lord tonight and uh, give you what he's given us. All right. Matthew chapter number eight. And look with me, if you will, in verse number 5, Matthew chapter number 8 and verse number 5. And we'll read down through verse number 13, okay? Matthew 8 and verse number 5. The Bible said, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, He marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth." Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so it be done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you, Lord, for this service. Thank you, God, for the day that you've given us. Thank you, Lord, for the anticipation, Lord, that's been in our heart to be in your house. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for the testimonies, God, of your goodness. And Lord, your attributes, your character. Father, we do once again want to thank you, God, for who you are. You said, I am the Lord, and beside me there is none else. You said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We're thankful that you are an immutable, unchanging God. And Lord, you are in control, seated upon your throne. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, that you're victorious over death, hell, and the grave, that you're seated at the right hand of the Father. And Lord, I pray that you would help us, Lord, from your word tonight. I pray that you'd speak to our hearts. pray that you'd bless Brother Gravely, Lord, in his meeting this week. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would meet with them there. But Lord, tonight we ask you, God, that you would manifest yourself. Lord, bless us, Lord, with your presence and your help from your word tonight. Father, we'll thank you, Lord, for all that you do. We ask you, Lord, that you'd be with the many needs in our church, Lord, those that uh, have experienced death and sorrow this week, and all those that are in need of healing. We pray, Lord, that you'd be with them. And Lord, I pray, God, that you just manifest yourself. Help us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Matthew chapter number 8, we come uh, to a familiar passage uh, of Scripture here. We know... Uh, that uh, this centurion uh, comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, this man receives uh, a healing and he receives what he's asking for simply uh, upon the merit and the basis of faith uh, tonight. When we look at this story and we look at this text tonight, the first thing that we find is we find uh, the case tonight. We find the case. Notice what he said. In verse number 5, the Bible said, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant, lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. This was a peculiar case, not because... Of the sickness, not because of the physical ailment uh, that was taking place, but it was uh, it, it was uh, peculiar because of the of the individual that was making the request. Uh, we know what 's taking place, we know the time frame, we know the demographics here in Israel at the time. We know that Judea is occupied by Rome, and a Roman soldier would be the last person that would come and seek anything from a Jew. Uh, much less the Lord Jesus, this man who's been teaching and been healing. Perhaps he heard about uh, his miracles, but he comes and he beseeches the Lord. He, he requests of the Lord that his servant would be healed. And so this is kind of a strange case, but then uh, there's a call. The Bible tells us that uh, this centurion come, comes and he asks the Lord Jesus Christ, if he will heal his servant. This is a very specific call. Once again, we don't know if this centurion... Uh, had heard much about the Lord Jesus certainly he had he had heard that that if there was anybody that could help this servant it was the Lord Jesus apparently this servant was very near and dear uh, to this centurion so this was something that was close to his heart and uh, I'm glad that we can come to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, with those matters that are close to our heart listen there are some things in our life they may not matter to anybody else they may not be, be big deals to anybody else but I'm glad that God is concerned with the things that concern us and we can come to Him with the great needs and we can come to Him uh, with the small needs. I'm glad I've never come to the Lord and I've gotten a busy signal. I've never come to Him and He said well come back later. He may have said wait uh, and He said just just wait for my will and do my will and be patient but I'm glad I've never been turned away uh, from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We find the case. We find the call and then we find the compliance without any kind of hesitation without any further investigation Uh, the Lord Jesus says in verse number 7 I will come and heal him you say why did Jesus do that why didn't Jesus make him kind of jump through some hoops or why didn't Jesus give some commands maybe like he did uh, to some other people to exercise their faith I believe because it was already manifested it was already there this situation was convinced in his heart if there was anybody who could help this need if there was anybody who could do for my servant what needs to be done it's this Galilean preacher it's this man that's kind of a mystery it's this man that we don't know much about Uh, but if there's anything that can be done I believe this Jesus is able to do it tonight amen and then we find the commendation in verse number 10 the Bible said when Jesus heard it he marveled and said unto them that followed he turned to his disciples and he turned to that multitude and he said verily I say unto you I have not found so great faith no not in Israel in other words he's saying in my journeys everywhere that I've been in my ministry thus far I've not found anybody displaying the kind of faith that this man is exercising in me and Jesus rewards him for that but then notice the condemnation. Look in verse number 10. He speaks about the centurion's faith but then he turns his attention back to the nation of Israel or the children of the kingdom rather as he mentions them in the text and he said in verse number 11 and I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom, the Jews, the individuals that he's speaking to right now in the context, he said, shall be cast out in the outer darkness and there shall be weeping and gnashing of tea. Now that may have come to a surprise to those uh, Jewish listeners that were there uh, under the sound of Jesus' voice. After all they were covenant people. After all their father was Abraham. After all their ancestry had followed Moses out of Egyptian bondage and God brought them into the land of Canaan and they had a silver spoon in their hand so to speak in the comparison with all of the other nations in the world. But what Jesus Jesus is doing tonight is He's drawing a striking contrast and He's drawing a parallel between this Gentile centurion and the nation of Israel tonight. I want to preach on this thought for just a few moments tonight on role reversal role reversal because the individuals who should have had faith the individuals who should have accepted him as Messiah uh, the individuals who should have recognized the signs and the miracles uh, and crowned him king right then they rejected him but here this old Gentile dog is uh, and he hears about this Jewish preacher and he says if there's anybody that can help me and my servant it's this man and, and he puts what is Necessary in Jesus' lap in order for Christ to do something, and that was simply faith tonight. Amen. You know what the Lord Jesus Christ is looking for? He's looking for faith. He's looking for somebody to believe Him. You say, well preacher, I don't have the great list of accolades and, and, and you know my character doesn't uh, measure up in every area. But Listen, when that comes to God, I'm glad uh, that that's not the measuring stick. Amen. Uh, that's not what's being weighed in the balances. Uh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, He's looking for faith. Uh, uh, whether young or old, boy or girl poor or rich, no matter what station you come from in life God is simply looking for somebody who will say yes to his word and say yes to his will and begin to walk in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, amen when we think about this role reversal, I want you to consider this with me, number one the centurion had greater faith than Israel He had greater faith than Israel. He said in verse number 8, notice what the centurion answered the Lord Jesus when he said that he would heal him. He said in verse number 8, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Amen. Uh, Here this man is, and he comes to Jesus, and he doesn't say, Lord, could you come home with me? Lord, could you hit your ride? Lord, could you miracle yourself there in the presence of my servant? But he said this, he said, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Listen, what we're trying to tell you tonight is this is that the Word of God was enough for this man. Uh, The Word of God that had been spoken. uh, The words of Christ just to pronounce uh, that this man would be healed would be enough for this man and he would believe it and he would start on his journey home knowing that when he got back to his property that his servant would be healed of all of his sickness uh, and he would be well again. Amen. Uh, What a testimony it was to this man. But on the other hand what a testimony it It was against the nation of Israel to see this playing out before their very eyes I mean they had Elijah amen they had Jeremiah they had Ezekiel they had all of the prophets and you know what their forefathers did they rejected their preaching they rejected the word of God and they killed them tonight amen history tells us that Isaiah was sawn in half while he was alive John the Revelator, as he preached the gospel, was sent to the isle of Patmos. And he was bored alive in oil. And he survived it. Amen. Just by the grace of God. But what I'm trying to tell you tonight is Israel received all of the prophecies. They received all of the prophets. They had all of the word. And they should have accepted Him, but they did not. This man had enough faith in Christ just to simply take Him at His word. Israel has struggled with this all throughout their history. As we said, the prophets were rejected and killed by those that they had been sent to and now the Lord Jesus Christ had come. That prophet that was like unto Moses, the answer to all the Old Testament prophecies. God in the flesh was standing before them and yet they rejected God's representative and they rejected God's message. Can I tell you something tonight? If you reject the message, don't worry about the miracles because they won't convince you. Don't worry about the methods. Don't worry about all of the the pomp and circumstance. Don't don't worry about everything that, that pertains and accompanies the message of the gospel. Because if you don't receive it in its purest form and you reject it, there won't be a miracle. There won't be a resurrection. There won't be anything or anybody that's able to do anything for you. Why? Because God is simply looking for faith tonight. He's not looking for you to jump through a hoop. He's not looking for you to pass the test. He's not looking for you to be good enough tonight. He's simply looking for faith. Amen. He said, my servant shall be healed. He recognized who he was dealing with tonight. And can I ask you tonight, when it comes to your problem, when it comes to the issue... That you're facing. Because you can mark it down. We don't have to convince you of this. Every single one of us. have difficulty. every single one of us will go through trials at some time. There may be some point in your life when God calls upon you to suffer. And what God is asking you to do is simply believe Him. Job said it like this. He said, though He slay me, yet will I trust Him. Because I know. When I pass through this trial and I come out on the other side, I shall come forth as gold. Why is it that God has allowed some circumstance to enter in your life? Why is it that God has allowed you to go through some great trial? It's because God is preparing you for something greater. And in the process, God desires for you to believe Him. And He desires to strengthen your faith. And He desires to develop who you are for His honor and for His glory. God is interested in people tonight. If there's anything that we learn from the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, He's interested in people. He's interested in individuals tonight. Christ came to a nation and though they rejected Him, I'm glad along the way He took time for people. And ultimately when He went to the cross, what He did was for people tonight. Amen? The centurion, he had greater faith than Israel. But then I noticed this. The centurion not only had greater faith, but... This centurion expresses to us tonight with his faith that he was a greater follower. Look in verse number 9. He said, For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another come, and he cometh, and to my servant do this, and he, he doeth it. This words, this man's word, and his explanation causes the Lord Jesus Christ to stop and to marvel at this man's answer. He said, "For I'm a man under authority. I've got soldiers under me. There's somebody that I answer to. I I understand how this works." This man was a Roman centurion. Tonight, a centurion had one hundred men under his leadership. In his his life, everything centered around the honor of Caesar and the glory of Rome. Centurions were not allowed any personal possessions. Whatever they were commanded, they were trained to do it without hesitation. They could have absolutely no will of own. I say again, everything that they were trained to do was for the honor and the glory of Rome and Caesar. They were trained to accept orders without hesitation. So this was ingrained in this man from a child, from his youth. He was trained this way. And so he had the expectation of the Lord Jesus Christ. If he beckoned him to do something and he asked him to do it, he just had the expectation that he would do it because this was the kind of life that this man lived. This man was not only willing to submit to authority, but this man himself had authority because of the fact that he was submitted to authority in his life. The authority he exercised over his soldiers was the authority to which he himself was obedient. We can take some lessons concerning leadership from this. Now say this quickly tonight, this is not really the message, this is not where we want to labor tonight, but you'll never be a leader until you understand what it is to follow. You'll never be a leader tonight and you'll never be led about to do something for God until you learn what it is to submit to the voice of Christ and submit to the Word of God in your own life. There's no room for rebels and heroes in the church tonight. Amen. Because we're all under authority It's like the young men that say Nobody's going to tell me what to do And they go and they enlist into the military No, They're not going to be held under anybody's authority They're tired of daddy's rules And the dumbest thing you can do Is go sign your life away to the United States government Jesus was also a man with authority Why? Because he was under authority Though He was God in the flesh, though He had every chance and opportunity and ability to exercise His authority in an ungodly way, in an obtrusive way, Jesus Christ was subject to the will of the Father every step of the way. It was His meat to do the will of Him that sent Him. Jesus said in Matthew chapter number 28 and verse number 18, He said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Jesus had all power, but Jesus had what many in authority do not possess and do not exercise today, and that was meekness. You know what meekness is tonight? Meekness is having the ability to just squash somebody like a bug, but withholding yourself from doing that tonight. Amen. Jesus had all authority. Jesus had all power. But He kept it contained until it was time to be revealed. You know what He was doing? He was submitting Himself to the authority of the Father. There's a great lesson tonight that we should submit ourselves to the authority before us. We should submit ourselves to the authority of the Word of God. Young people, we should submit ourselves to the authority of our parents and our teachers and those that are beyond our years and wiser than us in life. As a church, we ought to, and I believe that we do, we ought to submit ourselves to the authority of God's man, our pastor. It's amazing to me that many churches vote a pastor in and they are saying with that vote, they'll submit themselves to His authority, but then they want to run the show. That's not God's order tonight. That's not how it goes. Everybody has authority. Everybody has to answer to somebody tonight. You are not an island to yourself. No man lives to himself and no man dies to himself. And your decisions affect other people. And how you are led and how you are being led uh, or how you lead and how you are led affects everybody around you. And this centurion knew and he understood that. But for a moment, here he was. He had all of this leadership. He had all of these individuals under himself. But he came to the Lord Jesus Christ and he submitted himself in faith. And he said, just speak the Word. Just say it, Lord, and it'll be done. How shameful it is that I'm not able to exercise faith like that many times in my own life. God, just speak the Word. Lord, I know that you can do it. Lord, I know that you you even want to do it. But the great question looming in our mind and heart sometimes is, God, will you do it? Listen, God. the only thing that, that God is bound by tonight is His Word. God keeps His promises tonight. Amen. Lastly tonight, we see this, and we'll be done here in just a few moments. Look at verses 11 and 12. He said, And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said that many would come from the east and the west. He, of course, is talking about the Gentile nations of the world. And he said that they would sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, representative of the children of promise, the Jews, in the kingdom of heaven. Now, whenever we look, particularly here in Matthew's gospel, we find two statements we find the kingdom of God, and we find the kingdom of heaven. And a good way to uh, differentiate between this, and, and there are some verses where it's a little more cloudy, but for the most part within the context we can, d- we can define the two terms as the kingdom of God being spiritual and the kingdom of heaven as being physical. Whenever he speaks about the kingdom of heaven, he's talking about a literal throne that the Lord Jesus Christ will rule from. He's talking about a literal kingdom that the Lord Jesus will rule. And he's talking about literal people being subservient to the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you are the church tonight, you are not the kingdom. But you will be in the kingdom because you're in the church. They'll come, the Gentile nations will come, and they'll reverence and worship Christ the King. This has been historically and even prophetically Israel's position. But tonight, the kingdom is only available to those who love the King. Though they had the prophets... Though they had the promises. Though they had the right bloodline. Though God brought a Messiah. Amen. From the heritage of the Jews. All of that's not good enough. Amen. You cannot get in because of who your family is. You have to get in tonight and you can only get in. And you must get in. Jesus looked at Nicodemus and he said you must be born again. You can only get in the way the centurion got in. And that's on the basis of faith tonight. Doesn't matter who your daddy is. Doesn't matter who your mama is. Doesn't matter if you had a preaching papa or a praying grandma. Listen, Jesus has to be your Savior tonight. Amen. It's good that He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But is He your God tonight? Is He your Savior? Is He your Christ? Israel, though they rejected Him as a whole, this old Gentile dog chose to believe him. The children of the kingdom, as he said, would be cast into outer darkness or hell because of their unbelief. And as we stated, it should have been Israel that accepted him. And that the heathen outside of the covenant would be cast into hell. But you can't get in based on where you were born. You can't get in based on your associations. you got to get in based on faith tonight. How about it, sinner? Are you in tonight? How about it, Christian? Do you believe him? tonight how about it young person are you struggling with the concept of authority in your life if you never submit yourself to the authority in your life listen to me and hear me tonight you'll never do anything for God you'll never be anything for God and you'll never amount to anything if you cannot submit yourself to the authority in your life I'm glad that the gospel came old oh, Gentile dogs amen God's not through with the Jews Right now he's building a church